Absolute talks with a special guest about one of their most significant personal experiences. View our YouTube page to watch the video version of this podcast and access more of our resources. Hey, Crossroads. Thanks for joining us again for Defining Moments. My special guest today is Pastor Kevin Moger, who just a few moments ago, I was telling him, I spelled his name totally wrong on my phone, Mm -hmm. but my daughter made fun of me, and so we kept it that way. Yeah, honestly, it happens a lot, and I'm not offended at all. As long as you don't say it's Morgan or Ogre, something like that. Why didn't you think of that? Is that what the kids made fun of you in school? They called you Ogre? They did. They called me Moger the Ogre. I've got to be honest, I kind of like it though. Really? Yeah. Are you saying I look like an ogre? I mean, listen, ogres are like onions. They have layers. There's a lot of quality things going on. But like, okay. you know, I thought it would sound like a good name, but I guess we'll forget it. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay. So um, if by some chance someone is brand new to our church or hasn't been around for a while, tell us who you are, what you do, why you're here, how I got you to this table. <laughs> cool. So my name is uh, Kevin Moger. I am the director of student ministry. So that means I'm over the youth and the young adult ministry. And I basically grew up in the church. I was in uh, the children ministry, youth ministry, young adult ministry, VBS, camps, um, the plays, and I went away for college, and then I pastored in um, Massachusetts for about three years, then went to Florida to get my master's, and then I'm now I'm back here, and so I've been, been basically born and raised here, and I've seen the developments throughout the year. Very cool. So my first thought was when you said you were in the plays, like, do, did you sing in the plays? No, so I was actually, uh, I acted in the plays. I didn't say anything. I um, actually was the guy who got my ear cut off, and I had to do this, like, wild, dramatic, kind of, like, spinning around, and then Jesus touched my ear, and I looked him in the eye, and I was like, oh, my God. And it was pretty dramatic, and it was pretty cool. Nice, nice. Did, uh, did, he, did he come close to your ear? Did you ever have any, like, fear of getting, like, a little ear shaved? Um, so he actually, so when he swung the sword, he actually had to hit me in my shoulder. Okay. And uh, a few nights, I actually had, like, a lump on my shoulder because he hit me so hard. And Because um, they had to make it look realistic, right? And uh, But other than that, like, I wasn't afraid, but my shoulder did hurt All the tears bit. were real. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And now, you said you went to children's ministry here but you also helped lead and serve in children's ministry yeah and so tell us a little bit more about your children's ministry past yeah so i um so i started volunteering in the children's ministry basically in the sixth grade or so and i was helping out in the toddler room and so i fell in love with the kids and i fell in love with um just really serving so i did that all the way from sixth grade until my senior year in high school and that's actually what i went to school for okay um I went to MCC for a year to get my gen eds, and I went to Southern Connecticut State University okay. to become um, a children's uh, teacher, like an elementary oh, school nice, teacher. Nice. And after that, I went to um, children's ministry as my focus when I went into college. And so children's ministry and kids have really been a big focal point in my life, and um, that's basically kind of like what I did here. Very cool. And now tell us where you got your illustrious bachelor's degree from. <laughs> I got my bachelor's degree from uh, North Point Bible College. Yeah, I went there. That's my school, too. Yeah, my Zion Bible College was my freshman year. Then it transferred, changed its name to North Point. So yeah, I went over there. And your alumni, we have a few alumni from there. We've got, we've got a few. We, we've got a couple. So mm-hmm. it's good. You have, a, you have a good uh, pedigree from, from school. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, other than just getting to know you a little bit, we're here to talk about a significant moment in your life. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily the most, but it's something that has had you know an impact on you and kind of affects you still today. So Pastor Kevin, would you please tell us about your defining moment? Yeah, so um, we kind of 
Actually, you probably don't know this, but we kind of alluded to it already. Oh, no. And my defining moment was actually when I first started volunteering within the children's ministry. Nice. And so um, I remember when I graduated from Promised Land, which is actually was held in this room. And nice. um, and I was kind of like at a loss. Like, I don't know what to do now. Like, the main service is kind of boring. I'm like a sure. 12-year-old kid with a short uh, attention span. I'm like, what do I do? We had a game room back then, and I used to go there all through services just to play games and be away from everyone. But I remember, um, I remember seeing a girl. <laughs> And I had a little crush on the girl And she was actually um, Her dad was a pastor on staff here okay. And so I had a big crush on her And I remember um, Just seeing her And be like Man like she's beautiful Like I gotta get to know this girl And I saw her walk into the toddler room And start volunteering And I'm like Huh Maybe I could do that. So I remember, I think I actually like passed a bill or Sister Ann, like, how can I get plugged in with the children's ministry? And they told me, like, hey, you can do this. And so um, I ended up volunteering within the, the children's ministry in the toddler room, the same room she was in. And so nice. the following week, I went in there, and she wasn't there. And I was like, what the heck? And so <laughs> I was like, you know what, whatever. I'm going to keep volunteering. The next week, she's not there. The next week, she's not there. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, where is this girl? And I remember ask, asking them, like, hey, like, do you know, like, where this girl is? And come to find out, she was only volunteering for that one day. <laughs> so I was there and I'm like, man, like what the heck? Like I'm stuck in this ministry position and I'm like, I don't even know the first thing about kids or any of that. But as time started going on, I started coming more. I started building a relationship with the kids. I started getting more roles and um that's really where the birth of my love for kids and children ministry really happened. And there was this, a girl in there. Her name is Jada Torres, and she actually um, still goes to the church, and her mom helps out in the toddler room. I remember she was the one who I really automatically connected with. Whenever she came in, I would be the only person she let hold. I kind of, like, taught her how to talk a little bit, and um, we just had a special bond. And I remember that um, when she was turning four years old, because it was a two- and three-year-old um, classroom at the time, she uh, came up to me. I spent the whole day with her. came up to me. She gave me a big hug and a kiss on the cheek and she was like thank you um thank you kevin i love you and i'll never forget you and then like she went off and i remember tears just welling <laughs> up in my face and i remember my heart just like beating and at that moment i kind of felt like god was speaking to me and i was like i feel like i can do this for the rest of my life and that's really what propelled me into children ministry and just really propelled me into just going and um just helping out kids helping out people and helping out and loving on people really and so um, my defining moments in the toddler room when I met, when one, I tried to get to know that girl, but also when it developed into me building a relationship with the different kids um, that were in that classroom. So that, that's awesome. I, I love this story. I love the fake out especially. <laughs> so you're like, would you say 12 years old when you start helping mm -hmm. out? So our children's ministry, which I happen to be a little more familiar with than other children's ministry, but I, my understanding is we've got more young people serving than most churches find serving. So as you were 12 years old, uh, what, what was it like for you? Did you guys, did you feel like you were able to be like a part of the team mm -hmm. as a, I mean, I'm still going to call you a kid, even though it's you're leading in kids ministry, but really, I mean, 12, you're, you're still kind of a kid. Yeah. Um, so no, they did a really good job in integrating me within um, the classroom and also making me feel as if I had a role and responsibility and not like I was just a chaperone or a body. They were like, Hey, could you lead the lesson? Or Hey, could you um, lead the coloring time? Or Hey, can you be the ones that pass out the snack? And so each week they would give me a different role responsibility and really made me just feel included as if um I was actually doing something I wasn't just a kid but I was yeah. one of them and so on um, they did a really really good job at doing that and throughout the minute the children's ministry I saw a whole bunch of people who were my age who were still involved but they did a really good job in just integrating me within the within the classroom within the system and within the ministry now obviously we know where you end up going in, into ministry but 
if you were to take that out of the equation, mm. um, what is it about just having young people, like, like, why do they even bother to serve? I mean, well, we know you got started, but like, just at the time of being 12 and 13 years old, like, why stay? Especially once you realize, listen, <laughs> this girl has ghosted me, yeah. this plan did not work out, why, why stay in the ministry? Um, I definitely would say that you just, you fall in love with the kids, you fall in love with the people, but also you see the impact that you're making. Uh, some kids will introduce you to their parents or the parents will remember you and then um, they start to invite you to places or they just start to share things with you and you're like, man, like, I'm not just... Um, I'm not just here for an hour, but I'm, a, I'm here for an hour to impact these kids. I'm here mm. to change their lives. And you actually see it every single week. You start to follow up with them, and they'll tell you about their birthday or tell you about what happened at school or tell you about what happened at home. And you get to follow up with them the next week, and you really build a relationship. And so um, that's the, honestly the main reason why I stayed is because of the relationship that I built with um, the kids and the leaders, but also with the parents as well. And you see the impact, honestly. And even going out, you can continue um, building that relationship. So that was really cool. That's a primary reason why I did, uh, decided to stay. That's really awesome. So how many people, now this might be a hard question to answer. I don't know the answer, so I could be going somewhere that doesn't get us anywhere. Mm -hmm. From the people who you served with at that time, did you stay with them? Did they kind of grow in serving? Are they, do you see them around still today? Yeah. So, um, so a few of the people who were in, um, in the classroom, it was Katie Worley, who's okay. um, currently on staff was, um, Mrs. Card, um, who's currently on, on staff helping out was Lumbo. And, um, like I said, the, the girl Jada Torres, her mom is actually volunteering in the children's ministry still. And so, um, she's there. I remember, um, I can't remember her last name, but her name is Adrian. Katerina Cathcart, her mom, she was there. And um, so there's a lot of people who are involved in that classroom with me um, that I still see today and I still keep in contact with, and we built a relationship. And um, Jen Caps was in there. And there's a, there's been a lot of people who just have stayed there the whole entire time and who I've seen, who's seen me grow and I've seen <laughs> them grow and, and go into different positions. So now – Becca is a little bit older person. So I've got young kids who are, you know, wrapping up children's ministries, getting out of that point. Would you advise me to get my kids volunteering and serving in, in children's ministry? Yeah, 100%. Um, one, they, like I said, they build a relationship, but also, like, you have, it holds you to a standard. Like, I had to know the Bible story going in because I'm going to be the one who might be teaching it, or I want to make sure that I know what it is that I'm talking about. And so, definitely, um, if you have a kid who is graduating or graduated in sixth grade, whatever the case may be, I would definitely say get them plugged in because, um, it gives them, one, something to do outside of just, like, going to the main service. Nothing wrong with the main service, but when you're a 12-year-old listening to a message meant for people who are a little bit older, it's kind of hard to pay attention to. Sure. But um, the children ministry will really just uh, help present the gospel in a way that you will understand, but one that is also fun and engaging. And so I would definitely say, like, hey, if you have kids who are 12 years old, 13, 14, whatever the age is, like, get them connected, get them plugged in, get them into the children ministry, because you will, one, have a lot of fun, but two, you will see the impact that you're making. And, you know, one thing I definitely know, when, when you're trying to learn a subject, a Bible, for example, mm -hmm. it's one thing to just kind of read and try to absorb and try to get the hang of it. 
when you have to then give it back to someone else and mm -hmm. share it with them, it requires you to understand it more than just like, oh yeah, yeah, I read that. I, I think I absorbed what's happening. Yeah. You have to be able to like understand the whole flow of the story. You have to be able mm -hmm. to answer questions. You have to be prepared to think about it like out of order. Yeah. You know, and so there's no doubt that someone who has to help lead a lesson or be prepared for is going to understand much better than someone who just kind of flips through the pages and, and reads it. No, 100%, 100%. I know there were times when um, I was I just didn't know the Bible. I didn't know the Bible lesson, but I knew the Bible story because of my own personal time like with God. And I was able to kind of like wing it. But I'm like, man, like if I didn't know the Bible, if I didn't know the lesson, like I wouldn't be able to teach. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do anything because like it, it's there's certain questions and topics that um that they try to focus on, whether the topic is trust or whether the topic is fear or confidence or boldness or whatever the case may be, like sure there's a lot of things that you can say but like to apply it to the bible and make it actually uh um scriptural you know instead of just like pulling something out of thin air like that that takes really time it takes studying and um and yeah so it really does hold you accountable to knowing the word but also knowing the lesson and being prepared and and also disciplined so you're you're younger and you said you know you're kind of having this moment where you're like hey i could do this for the rest of my life mm -hmm. so then from then on are you like okay i know exactly like the course of my life like unerringly or is that like you know how do i get from here to bible college just figure mm -hmm. it out or how, how does that rest that go for you yeah so um when when that moment happened i didn't really know what it meant i just knew that kids was something that i wanted to deal with something that i wanted to do the rest of my life and originally i thought it was it was me being a pediatrician because my parents wanted nice. me to be a doctor so i'm like how do i merge the two of them and i was like wait this is actually very expensive and i don't want to go to school for that long and then um, i wanted to be a, a children um like lawyer kind of thing and um, i was going to go to quinnipiac and i was like wait this is actually really expensive so i'm like how do i find an occupation that that's not expensive that deals with kids and also um doesn't really require i don't, don't want to say a lot of studying or anything like that but it isn't as strenuous as these other careers and that's when i was like you know what early childhood education like i love kids i love the classroom i'm used to the classroom setting and i get to interact with a variety of kids at different um at different ages and different um stages of life and so um, that, and I didn't really know, I didn't really know like they were, you had to go to school to be a pastor okay. or do ministry or anything like that. And, um, and so that's kind of like what happened. I was just like, you know what? I want to work with kids. And so I'm going to pursue this passion that I have for kids and teaching and, and educating them and whatever it turns out to be, whatever occupation it is. And Hey, like, so be it. But um, when I got into my senior year of, of high school, I felt like God was calling me into the ministry. But I didn't know what that meant. I thought it was really me <laughs> serving and doing what I was doing. So I was like, all right, cool. What? I'm up <laughs> so there. Exactly. And so, um, and then I found out about Bible colleges. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, people actually go to school to be a pastor and learn about the Bible and to do what they're doing on the weekend. And so that's when uh, I really felt like I was saying like, hey, I want you to go to Bible college. I want you to pursue this in uh, children ministry and really do that. And so I was like, all right, God. <laughs> You lead the way and I'll follow and so be it. And that's what happened. And here I am now. The senior pastor of the church that I grew up in had gone to Zion. I think you know, it was gospel temple back in those oh, days. Wow. And like, I just didn't know that there were other Bible colleges. Same like here. I just thought like, <laughs> Oh, like that's what Bible college is. Like it's this one school, mm -hmm. this one place where I was like, and other people from my church had gone there too. And so I was like, yeah, this is the Bible college. Yeah. Lo and behold, there's actually lots of them and they're all over the place. Yes. But like, I literally had no idea. I honestly think that if I would have known about other Bible colleges, I probably would have went somewhere else, but 
but I don't think I would have been the man that I am today because mm. um, North Point has really shaped and formed me in a lot of my spiritual disciplines and just like and helping me to understand just who I am and the giftings that God has placed on my heart and my mind and just in me. And I don't honestly don't think I would have gotten that anywhere else. Other places they have um, athletic teams and they have different um, uh, events on campus that like I love people and I love sports. So I would have definitely tried to be more involved with that. And I don't think I would have taken God as seriously if I had been exposed to that type of environment. Not anything wrong with it, but I know myself. And so um, if I would have known, I definitely would have went somewhere else. But I don't regret my decision of going to North Point. Right. No, I mean, having gone to North Point Zion myself, I'm, I'm with you. And when, <laughs> and when you look at the facilities there, yeah. even though they, they have come a long way, mm-hmm. but like... You don't look at this place and be like, oh, man, like, look at these dorms or look at this anything. Yeah. But I completely agree. I have said numerous times and continue to say that uh, being there was as much about that personal spiritual formation. Mm -hmm. Like, the education was great. I actually really liked education. But it, it wasn't that significant especially in comparison to the people who poured in and and all of those things and actually really as i think about it it's kind of like being still in like a children's ministry yeah like you're the grown-up kid now but you still have those leaders and those and especially you know zion in my day there were a lot more rules than there are like (laughs) dress code and no more movies and third party you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. and it was a lot like okay we understand that you are young and undeveloped and unprepared and we're going to really take you from point a to point b yeah and for those who got through it i would say let it happen but everyone kind of but for those who got through it it was very impactful yeah and you know in a really similar way kind of to kids ministry no 100 100 percent. like you you get out of it what you put into it you know and a lot of times um i mean there's people who you know you prayed with or people who you go to class with and and um some of them are in the ministry some of them aren't but like you can see the difference between people who gave their all and um mm-hmm. and fully surrendered kind of thing and versus people who kind of like i'm just here for a degree or i'm just here to get away or i'm just here to follow this or follow that and um you definitely see that difference and Again, like knowing me, if I would have went somewhere else, I'm like, hey, I'm here for the sports. I'm here. Like, I love God and I'm never going to stop loving him. But like, I don't I wouldn't have developed the spiritual disciplines that I did at um, at North Point. Definitely. I know a few people who followed that girl to but they instead of going to (laughs) volunteer in a 12 year old, they ran into a college. Uh Yeah. And God has a way of working it out, honestly. <laughs> he has a way yeah. of working it out. Even if you don't find that girl there, or even the girl that you chase isn't that one that you find there, he's like, you know what? I got you right where I want you. And he works it out. He works it out. Totally agree. So as we kind of wrap things up, uh, I think maybe a little commercial for volunteering in kids ministry and youth ministry. So kids ministry, if someone were interested in getting plugged in, you could talk to Pastor Bill. You talk to my wife, Robbie Joe, uh, Michaela Credit, Christine Card, uh, Lenvo Mitchell, a bunch of people that you already <laughs> listed who are all able, or you could head out to Connection Point if you're here. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't talk about it nearly as much, but if someone wanted to talk to you about maybe volunteering in youth, you want to speak to that a little bit? Yeah, we would love to have people who volunteer in youth. Um, honestly, we we have about like 26 leaders who are on our team right now, and a lot of times when people look at it like, 
like, man, that's a lot of people. And it is a lot of people, but like the more people we have, the more impact we'll be able to have with the kids, you know? Mm. We'll be able to touch each and every kid in an individual way. And so we're always looking for new volunteers. We're always looking for people who have a passion for the youth. And even if you have a, a passion for event planning or something along yeah. those lines, you like cooking or whatever the case may be, we would love to have you. And so if you want to, um, if you're interested in youth ministry and being involved within that, please reach out to me. My email is kmoger at myccc.church my and I have a card or you can head to Connection Point and we can definitely get you plugged in. I'd love to meet with you, connect with you and see what, how it is we can get you plugged in. Mm. You know, I think it's really worth mentioning too. Like it's not just a commercial now to be like, oh, I need more volunteer labor. People who are trying to mature and grow mm. and develop in their Christian walk and following God, yeah. serving and volunteering is an essential part. Like you can't skip that. Yeah. You might not go to kids or to youth. You might not go on a worship team, but you can't skip over that for a million, million reasons. There's not time to go into but it is essential that every Christian is serving in some way, shape or form. hundred percent. I, I figured out who I was more by, by me serving rather than me going on to church on a Sunday night mm. or a Sunday morning. I, um, by me being active in my gifts, being active in my abilities and just really learning and connecting with other people. That's really how I grew. And then in my personal time and throughout the weekend, like that's when I really develop, um, more, but like it started by me getting plugged in. It started that's by awesome. me serving. And in that same way, like if you're hesitant to serve, I would say just jump right in. I'm no one's going to turn you away. No one's going to say like, Hey, you can't do this or you can't. No, we want to see the gifts and abilities that you have and continue to sharpen them, hone them and yes. really just help you to be able to explore them and see what it is that you're capable of doing for Christ. And so, Hey, get plugged in, whether it's youth or kids, young adults or on the weekend at a parking lot or usher, whatever the case may be, get plugged in. I think you made a great point about kind of getting to know your gifts and honing them. Mm. It's not about like, oh, I know that I'm great with children. So let me come to like, it's okay to find out, to yeah. test out. It's okay to come shadow at youth group and be like, oh, Pastor Kevin, I was wrong. This is not yeah. for me. <laughs> like I was mistaken. I am much older than I realized. Like mm -hmm. this is, you know, or whatever the case may be because it's all kind of part of a process. Yeah. It's all part of the journey. hundred mm -hmm. percent. Um, there's a quote that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called, you know, mm -hmm. and in that same way, there's times where you're not going to feel qualified, but God will equip you for that battle. He'll equip you for that war and um, understand that your, your experiences, like a lot of people try to shy away or hide it from other people but like a lot of times people connect more with your weaknesses and the times that you struggle than the the valley lows that you've had more than they're gonna uh, connect and relate with the mountaintop experiences that you've had and so if you're worried about oh man i've done this in the past and i've done that that's okay because god can still use that mm -hmm. in order to impact people so don't be afraid of that but step into that and um, learn to operate out of a place of victory rather than a place of shame or pain Mm, that is good. So with that, we are going to wrap this up, but I'm going to pray for you as we, as we close. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. And God, thank you for Kevin, for the giftings and the callings and the ability. God, thank you that he encountered you in church, even when he was maybe looking for something different. God, I pray that you would bless him, his family, his ministry, everything that he does. And God, for anyone who might be watching us who is now just recognizing that there's something they need to do, that they aren't serving or that they could uh, be moving towards serving in a place, that I pray that you would just touch their hearts, help us all to recognize your leading and your guiding and your prompting. Jesus, we pray it in your name. Amen. Amen, amen.
Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being with us. God bless you, Crossroads. We'll see you next time.